Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. So last night on Fox News, Tucker Carlson did a really critical segment we all need to see. I'm going to play a portion of it. It was about, yes, George Soros. You know, the left's going to jump on us now. You can't talk about George Soros. Okay, double-barreled, you know. Middle finger to you. We'll use this finger for the sake of the video viewers who have kids watching, but we'll talk about whatever we want. Tucker's segment was damning about George Soros' influence in elections, a ripe topic right now. But Tucker's segment was very good, but focused specifically on George Soros' focus on elections that are making your streets more dangerous right now. I'm going to expand this conversation more into Soros' role generally in elections and into other things as well you may have heard before. For some of you read some of my books. More on that, also something about the restaurant industry and uh, what's going on. I'll open up the show quickly today with an update on the election. Who's conceding? We're not conceding anything. Some guy emailed me all upset like we were conceding. Joe, are you conceding? No, I'm not conceding. Okay, Joe, because we haven't introduced Joe yet, and he knows the rules of don't talk until he's... But no, Joe's not conceding. Paula, are you conceding? That's a no from Paula. I don't know where you're getting that from. I'm just talking probabilities. We're talking about, you know, the court case. No one's conceding anything. Where are you getting that from? Sorry, wrong show. You are watching someone else's show. Let's get to it. Today's show brought to you by ExpressVPN. Ladies and gentlemen, secure your online activity today from big tech's eyeballs. Stop letting them sell your data. I'm throwing that in there because it's important. Get a VPN. Go to expressvpn.com slash Bongino. Please don't wait. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Producer Joe, how are you today? Fine, sir. Everybody knows who you are already anyway, but I typically don't talk to Joe until we introduce him. For our new listeners who don't know, our great audio Hi, producer, how are the you? fantastic Joe Armacost. Hey, I'm, I'm doing, doing well. You doing and okay? Yeah, but there's no time for jacking around here, Dan. We got to get right to Joe it, brother. This, yeah. Yesterday was chemo <laughs> day, and here's the thing. We are. My worst fear being a producer of an audio and video show <laughs> is what? The dreaded chemo hiccups. Look them up. It is a real thing. It is not like the pee-pee hoax. They are real. So if I get them, we got to like shut down the show until yeah. they go away. So Joe's like, let's just go. Shut up. Start talking. <laughs> shut All up. right, let's get right to much. it. All right. Yeah, thanks. Today's show brought to you by our friends at iTarget. Ladies and gentlemen, this year's reminded us of many things, including how important it is to look after the ones we love and to be prepared. Give the gift of safety and practice. Give them the fantastic. I, my email feedback on this product is amazing. It's not good. It's amazing. Give them iTarget Pro. What is it? Well, you have the constitutional right to self-defense and the obligation to be safe, but you got to train, right? With your firearm, that is. Ammo is expensive. Have you seen the price of nine millimeter lately? And if you tried to get to the range, it's tough. Some of them are closed. What iTarget Pro is, is a proprietary app. It's a laser round, an app, and a target. So what do you do? You safely check it, check it twice, unload the firearm. You have now no manipulation necessary to your firearm. You drop the laser round in and you practice on the target they send you. And where the rounds would have landed now shows up on an app. It's a beautiful thing. Practice grip, sight alignment, sight picture, extension, stance, aiming, trigger control, all of the fundamentals. It's not good enough to own a firearm. You have to be trained with it. iTarget Pro comes in all the major calibers, even 223 and 556, which I have a ball with personally. Today, you can save 10% plus get free shipping with the offer code DAN at checkout when you go to itargetpro.com. This is bar none the smartest way for you to practice. It pays for itself in just a few uses. 
It says a few days here, but no, no, it's just a few uses because you'll be using it 10 times a day. That's why I'm throwing days out. Sorry, iTarget. I'm writing a better spot than that. It's the letter itargetpro.com. itargetpro.com. You won't be able to put it down. Offer code Dan. Again, the letter itargetpro.com. Offer code Dan. All right, Joe, let's go. Here I go, Dan. You know, I rely sometimes. You know, it's funny. Joe said to me before the show, folks, I'll break down <laughs> the fourth wall because he's a good man. Joe knows when I'm on a roll to just play second banana if that's and i don't mean that yeah. in an offensive way joe is like one of the best second bananas ever it's why yeah, i've been thanks. with him for so long but uh you know he's he sensed in the beginning of the show that i was concerned he could probably see my face about interrupting the show with unnecessary you know hiccups and things like that so he's like i'll just stay quiet throughout the show but that's not necessary joe when i need you i will call for you by the way paul i just got to get back to my screen there i got the my man still so you bet thank you all right so paul is like i got it i got it relax it's like <laughs> don't let it cloud your brain but joe's a good man i just want to throw that in thank there. You. this is a um team effort so first before i get to the soro stuff which is critical by the way i want to get to an election update because that's the current acute problem right now folks I just got one email. It wasn't a lot, but you know, the audience, the show's for you. It's not for me. I can only listen once. If you don't care about the show, then nobody can look at that. <laughs> Sorry. That's my, uh, a prepotent. That's my anti throw up pills. I didn't even know that it was on top of my mug. So that's what that was. Sorry about that. Let me move that out of the screen. Move that away. There we go. So, you know, I've read the whole show. What the heck is that thing? All right. Back to the content. That's what that is. I forgot to take it. That's why I'm ready on the verge of the chemo hiccups. I didn't take day two. You got to take day two. It's day two. Yesterday was day one. First, election update because it's important. Nobody's conceding on the show, conceding anything. The president shouldn't concede anything ever. Oh, my gosh. The liberals will go crazy. Why would we do that? Because Joe, wait, 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 just to be sure. Because the leftists and the media set the moral high ground in 2016 <laughs> when they admitted it was a free and fair election right away. Joe, you remember that clearly, right? <laughs> when they said Trump is the president, oh, um, right? You, I know, Joe. I mean, like, come on, this, this is a one, silly man. argument. Um. <laughs> the left told us, they said, listen, fellas, we are morally upstanding, soon to be beatified saints in the left in the media. <laughs> Donald Trump won fair Son and square. Gun. Okay. We're going to concede. We're going to acknowledge he's the president. We'll fight again in 2020. You all remember that, right? Of course you don't remember that because that never happened. These idiots promoted the PP tape, and I'm not going to stop calling it the PP tape to the dude who emailed me. Very, because that's what it was. The allegations of the PP tape of Donald Trump being peed on by prostitutes in Russia was the core of the FBI spying on Trump and the media stories for four years. The PP hoax. And now all of a sudden we got demands from leftists in the media. You guys should concede. Why? Why? There are still valid open questions about the integrity of this election. There is a hearing that went on earlier this morning about it. Why, why should we concede? You still haven't explained away low rejection rates for signatures, historically low. How does that make any sense? Where more people than ever voted by mail and absentee ever in human history, the only way to verify it by mail, Joe, because it's by mail. By mail. Mm -hmm. Sorry, excuse me. You did not have meaning. Audience on Buzzman Joe, please correct okay. me. Yeah, would you? If you voted by mail, it means you did not go to a voting location where there were voting officials. Joe, please. Uh, that, can you check that, that for me? That's pretty much it, Dan. Yeah. 
Now, let me ask you part yeah. two, because there's a part two of this question. Okay, I don't okay. mean to overload you okay. and make this heavy on the neurons, but you're not liberal, so you can figure it out. All right, bro. Last time I checked, the mailman from the U.S. Postal Service is not an authorized representative of the State Board of Elections that checks your signature when you hand him your ballot. No, is no. that an accurate statement? That, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's accurate. Right on the money. Thank you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Here we go. Kenny Belt. We haven't Bank. given Kenny Belt. The Kenny Bell. You gave us the opening bell, right? I always yeah. I'm forgetting lately about the you. Did, I got it. You yeah. did. Okay. Mm -hmm. Just check it. But the Kenny Bell makes a comeback. If you look at that picture, by the way, I put on Instagram on my side view that the serious shit, you can see the Kenny Bell in action right there. So, folks, just to be clear, in an election where more people than ever voted by mail, and there was no verification of who those people were because they handed their ballot to a, a uh, representative of the Postal Service, not someone at the election. Uh, location who could see them and check their ID in some states. The only way to verify them would be by, by their signature, right? Well, that's not what happened. Signature verification, which is what was done, came in at historically low rejection rates, despite a historic need for more signature verification because of the mail. And this makes sense to you? Why? And we're all supposed to just sit back and go, ah, okay, concede because the left conceded and acknowledged Trump was the president in 2016. Please, you get where I'm going with that. Go sit down, leftist media hacks. Nobody's conceding anything, not on this show. But I'm not going to acknowledge probabilities of success diminishing with each court loss. You'd be an idiot. That's not conceding. I'll fight to the last breath. I told you that a thousand times. The last breath we have. But we can't acknowledge the news and what's going on. I'm not suggesting these court decisions have been correctly interpreted. But to not tell them about it, tell you about it, my audience, is host malfeasance of the highest order. I'm not conceding a damn thing. Why? Because we still have last breaths left. Here's one of them. Just the news. John Solomon's site. The Michigan, uh, Michigan state legislatures, by the way, joined by a Democrat, are now subpoenaing hard drives, emails, and laptops. This story is up in the show notes today. Please subscribe to our show notes. The newsletter is the show notes. Bongino.com slash newsletter. Please subscribe. Here we go. Carrie Sheffield. Michigan Legislature Committee subpoena election evidence from Detroit in a nearby suburb. They said election integrity should not be a partisan issue. The information needs to be preserved. Hey, sounds like we got some breaths left from this piece. They were joined by a Democrat in this, by the way. So this is bipartisan. Dictionary.com. <laughs> you get the joke if you listen to the show. Hasn't changed the definition yet of bipartisan. It'll soon mean unipartisan because of dictionary. But you get it. So from the piece. This is important. Again, last breaths are everywhere. I'm not willing to give up anything. No one's conceding anything. They were joined by a Democrat. They want emails, hard drives, and laptops. Do you have the, the you just, do I have to like delay for you to put the piece up here? What are we doing? Did you miss that screenshot there? You got to give me some feedback here on the show. Okay. All right. So, okay. I, this is not my fault. I'm not throwing her under the bus. She's still my lovely wife, but I, I, I don't, it's not me. Okay. There we go. She's admitting totally her fault there too. Okay. Screenshot from the piece. Concerned about possible election evidence being destroyed. Members of the joint session of Michigan's legislature's House and Senate oversight committees on Tuesday 
Tuesday, that was yesterday for the liberals listening, voted to issue subpoenas to Detroit in the nearby suburb of Livonia, demanding they surrender hard drives, emails, absentee voter counting board laptops, and other election-rated materials. One Senate Democrat reportedly joined his Republican colleagues in supporting the subpoenas. Okay, you guys should all concede. We set, we set the bar high in 2016. You did with the pee-pee thing? No, you didn't. Hard pass, go sit down. Put the dunce cap on too. Won't be taking any lectures from Mr. Potato Head at CNN or Chuck Todd at NBC or any of the other Moscow Maddow like PP tape hoaxers. I'm really sorry. Not on this show and not on other shows I associate with either. Second, sounds like another last breath to me in Pennsylvania. Just the news again. Pennsylvania Republicans are trying to get back to the Supreme Court after they denied the injunction. Again, the case wasn't denied. Injunctive relief was denied. Pennsylvania Republicans request for the high court to review election-related lawsuit. This is that lawsuit about absentee ballots. Um, and the ex- you needed an excuse in Pennsylvania to declare uh, that you wanted to vote absentee. Is everybody clear? Yeah. Well, that's the law. And they needed a constitutional amendment and a new law to change that. You may say, well, that's what they did, right? Is they allowed almost anyone to vote absentee? No, that's not what they did. A bunch of bureaucrats said, law schmaw constitutional amendment, amendment. let's just change the word amendment at dictionary.com. And they just declared, I hereby declare my right to prima nocta. Remember Braveheart? I, they just walked in. They walked in like, like, like the English on the Scottish wedding in Braveheart with William Wallace. I hereby declare my right. Although it wasn't prima nocta, thank God. But it was, you can just vote absentee, whatevs. Ladies and gentlemen, whatevs is not a legitimate constitutional public procedure. It's not separation of powers, bills of rights, habeas corpus, whatevs. Whatevs is not, was that number four or number five? I think it was number four. Whatevs is not number four. For us older folks, that's the kid's term for, hey, whatever, man, when you can't think of a real reason. Whatevs is not a thing. Are we clear? Things, the constitution, Article one, the Bill of Rights, constitutional amendments, those are actual things. Whatevs is not a thing. And that's what Pennsylvania did. You can vote absentee because whatevs doesn't work that way. Sounds like we got a real case here. Don't you think? Just checking. So please don't misinterpret my desire to get you the facts about where we stand, probabilities about what's going to happen for any concession. Conceding nothing, zero, not now, not tomorrow. And I always have to go to Joe and Paul. Does Joe, does next week look good? No, no, no. Joe's saying next week doesn't look good either. Uh-huh. Paul, Paul, Paul's giving me a head nod. Next week doesn't look good either. So that's not two out of three. That's three out of three. Concede. Because Mr. Potato Head and others told us to. Are you serious? They can go sit down in the back of the classroom with the dunce cap. All right, moving on, because that's a pressing issue. We got to get to the important stuff up front. By the way, I've got a big announcement about news of the day and podcasts and Bongino Report coming up soon. So I want you to get ready for that. Coming up real soon. Because that, you know, we don't have time all the time to get to all the news of the day on my show. I got a solution coming up. All right, moving on to story number two, an important one. So Tucker Carlson uh, has a really great show on Fox. And Tucker... 
You know what I like about Tucker's show? He followed, I don't want to say he follows, it seems like I, we both follow. I don't want to act like, you know, I put this my imprimatur on this or whatever. We both follow a different model. And I think it's why our shows are successful. He dominates cable news, number one show. We're the number two show on digital conservative platforms. And I think the reason is we don't follow the news zeitgeist of the day. We basically do what we want because we think it's pressing and important too. And Tucker did that last night about a story we've been following for a long time, but from a different angle. Tucker focused last night on an extremely important but left out component of this last election. Excuse me. Ladies and gentlemen, national elections are critical, obviously. And by national elections, I mean one thing, the presidential. They're very critical. And they suck up all the attention in the room. You doubt me? We just had an election for president. <laughs> Literally just had an election for president. How many TV ads did you see for Trump and media spots and all that and media coverage did you see for Trump Biden versus your local librarian election or school board? Librarians aren't elected. You get the point being hyperbolic, but what? One million times to one? That's probably accurate. That's probably not hyperbolic. Yet the weird thing, folks, when I ran for Congress, I got to tell you, I learned this the hard way in the Florida race. Florida race, we got smoked. There's just no way around. We got smoked. It happens. Ran, short race. And honestly, I didn't have time to familiarize myself like I did up in Maryland. And I learned this the hard way. And I always let you in on my, when we have a good moment, I tell you, we have a down moment in life, I tell you too. I'm not trying to be, uh, you know, Mr. Perfect here on the show. All. All politics are local. And if you haven't learned that lesson yet and you're looking to run for local politics, then please do us all a favor and don't do it because you are going to get annihilated. All politics are local. What does that have to do with Tucker and his George Soros story last night? Well, while the national election between Trump and Biden is sucking up all the energy in the room, and listen, it's important. That's why I covered it first. It's not the only thing that's important. And I took a little note on this again, because sometimes I have a thought about how I want to express something. I don't want to forget it. I hate using teleprompters. This show is totally out of my head because I don't want anyone writing for me. I write for myself in my cerebral cortex. While national elections can hurt you, and they do, Obamacare, all these disastrous government policies when we lose the Democrats, they can hurt you bad. Local ones can destroy you immediately. Don't ever forget that. All politics are local. National elections hurt. Local ones can be deadly. What do I mean by that? Oh my gosh, Dan, you're clearly, clearly exaggerating. Am I? Well, George Soros, who is a liberal billionaire, has been known to put his money where his mouth is. And that's his right. In the United States, you can fund causes you wish. But George Soros' role in getting people elected, especially district attorneys, which are supposed to be cleaning up our streets. And Joe, last time I checked, district attorneys enforcing the law, right? That's kind yeah. of their job. The attorneys for the districts and the industry. I'm sorry, yeah. I just need you to throw that in there. That is their job. George Soros has this weird kind of thing where he loves to fund district attorneys races, where the district attorney does the opposite. They actually don't enforce the law. Right. So I'm sure dictionary.com is going to 
dictionary that they have no idea maybe we should start that you know my battle against big tech maybe we should start a dictionary.com that actually functions as a dictionary anyone want to partner up send me an email we could do that tomorrow an actual dictionary would be really cool i'm sure they'll change the definition of we'll get a thousand emails district attorney to district non-attorney that'll be next their goal is to support the law. I want to play this Tucker, Tucker clip in a second, but I'm sorry, I do have to get that. This is Tucker talking about this. I do have to get to my second sponsor. It's a great open. I'm going to play two minutes of it. It is worth your time. Tucker on George Soros and the infiltration of district attorneys promoting street chaos in individual districts. Don't miss it. And I'll go into the rest of the story. Folks, uh, this holiday season feels like it's been a long time coming. Gee, that, that is like the most uh, apropos statement ever. Make it worth the wait. Have a good time this year. Send the perfect gift. Send yourself something special. Bring families together for a delicious Omaha steak holiday feast. You know this is an Omaha steakhouse. It's the only meats we eat now. And Paula always likes me to recommend their potatoes au gratin, which are spectacular. But sometimes I go low-carb night. She makes them. She puts them on the table. She knows it's going to tempt me. She thinks it's like food date night or something. And I eat the au gratins even on low-carb night because they're that good. I put adobo on them, but I put adobo on ice. I'd put adobo on ice cream if I could. You know what you got to get? Go get the Deluxe Grillers Assortment. It features butcher's cut filet mignons, a vast variety of entrees, sides like the au gratin, and desserts. Right now, you can get this mouth-watering package plus four free burgers, delicious burgers. You'll never go anywhere else. And a free digital meat thermometer at an exclusive price available only to my listeners. Go to omahasteaks.com and our promo code Bongino in the search bar. Omaha Steaks isn't just steak. It's guaranteed as a fantastic gift and a safe way to ensure the joy of the season. Don't forget, when you order the deluxe grillers assortment, you'll also get free a four free Omaha Steaks burgers and a free digital meat thermometer with my code Bongino at omahasteaks.com. It's a deal you won't find anywhere else. Omaha Steaks delivers guaranteed quality and safety with every order right to your front door. It's the perfect gift. Send yourself something. Send it to your neighbor. Then go eat over your neighbor's house because the Omaha Steaks, their burgers, even their ground beef is spectacular. It's the world's greatest steaks, premium meats, easy meals, everything you need for a memorable gift or to stock up yourself. Thanks to my doctor buddy who sent this to most a lot of his patients. Get a jump on gift shopping with Omaha Steaks today. All backed by 100% money back guarantee. Go to omahasteaks.com. Type Bongino in the search bar and shop the best gourmet gifts of the season. All right, thanks, Omaha Steaks. All right, getting back to this again. All politics are local, so why is George Soros interested in local political races like district attorney's races? Listen and listen right now to this just killer monologue from Tucker Carlson last night on Fox News. About two minutes, but it is worth your time. Check this out. Turns out that many of the most important elections are the ones you hear nothing about. The news media barely covers them. Most voters don't know they're happening. As a result of this, a small group of committed extremists gets to control the outcome of those elections, often with disastrous results. It happens all the time. Bill de Blasio, for example, is a very famous person, but he was elected to his current term as mayor with the support of 8.5% of all New Yorkers. De Blasio then used that non-mandate from a totally non-representative Potemkin election to completely destroy the biggest city in our country. That's not democracy as we were taught it, yet increasingly it's how things work here. George Soros understands that. Soros has an eye for vulnerabilities. He became extraordinarily rich by finding ways to exploit the weaknesses in systems that he did not himself build. In the early 1990s, Soros became a billionaire by shorting the British pound, crushing the Bank of England in the process. He went on to repeat those tactics in other financial crises in countries around the world. 
And then George Soros turned his attention to the United States, where he decided he would fundamentally change our society. Soros began funding politicians and political initiatives that had very little popular support. But because so few were paying attention to what he was doing, he often got his way. On those rare occasions when Soros was criticized for doing this, for subverting our democracy, he and his allies in the news media screamed bigotry. He was yet another oppressed billionaire victim of discrimination. And mostly that tactic works because it always works. So he kept doing it. If you're wondering why so many people are being robbed, raped, and killed in American cities right now, George Soros is part of the reason for that. Soros has funded the campaigns of left-wing extremists in district attorney races all over the country, in cities like Philadelphia, St. Louis, Chicago, Boston. Traditionally, a prosecutor's job is to enforce the law, but Soros wanted rigid ideologues who would refuse to do that and instead let murderers and rapists go free while allowing our society itself to degrade and collapse. All politics are local, folks. Obamacare did significant damage. Stimulus spending does significant damage to us when it comes out of our wallets and our businesses. And we never, you know, the government spending comes from us. All of these liberal policies and some bad Republican policies do significant damage and they hurt. But not many of them will get you killed right away. Liberal district attorneys who push criminals, murderers, killers, rapists, burglars, robbers, home invaders, back out on the street to kill, home invade, burgle, and rob again can get you killed. Why is Soros funding these people? I'll get to that in a second. The bigger plan here. I'm sure the left, it's a conspiracy theory. Don't care. It's neither a conspiracy nor a theory. He's openly doing it. It's not quiet. A conspiracy usually has a, a patina of secrecy to it, correct? Me and Joe were conspiring to engage in uh, some kind of major bank robbery scandal. We'd probably keep it quiet. Soros is just openly funding people. You can look at Federal Election Commission records. It's not a secret. So it's neither a conspiracy nor a theory. Or if it's a conspiracy, it's a bad one because we can all see it. But it's definitely not a theory. Soros wants district attorneys in your city who will not prosecute the bad guys who will then prey on you and your kids. Fact. Factoroo. Here's the second part of this interview. It's a little briefer segment, but important. Where Tucker, you'll see the, the segment's going to start so you audio listeners understand with a woman whose child was murdered and one of Soros's funded district attorneys is just like, hey, let's let the dude back out on the street. Whatevs, man. Whatevs. You know, constitutional provision number four in the liberal Bible. Whatevs when everything else doesn't work. The woman's child was murdered. So it starts with an L.A. television station's interview with the woman. Tucker then comes back in and then interviews a woman who's the sister of a police officer who was murdered by another dude who may now get out at some point in the future because they don't want enhancements on his sentence. Does that sound fair to you? Sounds like, to me, you video listeners can translate, very sorry, your kids, maybe, maybe not, but it's worth it. Check this out. Her child was murdered. Does George Gascon care? Of course not. Does George Soros care? 
Well, he sent $2.2 million to George Gascon. That answers the question. And the grieving mother? She can't raise money for the Democratic Party. She's not raising money for BLM. No one cares what she thinks. We think it's important to hear directly from the people whose lives are affected, overturned, and in some cases ended, by George Gascon and George Soros, who funds him. We're going to bring attention to that right now. Christina Solano is the sister of the officer we told you about, Joseph Solano, who was murdered. And we're happy to have her on tonight. Christina, thanks so much for coming on. So express, if you will, I can't imagine how you feel watching this unfold. What does this mean to your family watching George Gascon discuss measures to make it possible for the accused murderer to get out on parole? It's it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. I mean, I just can't believe that um, this is happening. I mean, when we were told uh, last week that, you know, George was I mean, Gascon was going to, um, you know, take away the life sentencing and uh, no death penalty. We were in shock. We we're like, this can't be. So, you know, we just want to get the word out there that people need to know what he's all about. I mean, this is unbelievable. I mean, after hearing so many other people's cases and what he's doing with their cases, um, it's just, it's so upsetting. I mean, this guy needs to be in jail for life. So I just don't understand it. I, I, I mean, we're talking about your brother. So did George Cascone call you to talk this through before he decided to Are make you kidding change? me? No, he has never called me. Not at all. We heard this um, last week after the last hearing from my brother. I watched that live last night. I won't forget that line ever. No, I won't. Ever. What line? The sister, whose mourning now will never end. Mourning with a U. Did George Gascon, the new district attorney, reach out to you before they dumped the enhancements on this man who did this to your brother? Are you kidding me, she says? Tucker's sitting there stoic, like, what? Didn't even reach out. Soros guy. Coming to a neighborhood near you, folks. Good luck. And to those of you who voted for this man, do you know the hell and horror you're about to impose on others? by your complete total lack of civic responsibility and to be candid, your utter ignorance and pure stupidity for voting for this joker? You're getting people killed. Killed. There's no coming back from that. This isn't a movie. This isn't unforgiven. Will your money barging in at the end? I've killed just about everything that walks and talks. No, no, this is real. So not fictional characters, real people who are going to die because of your complete stupidity and the ignorance of the man you elected. Now, I've warned you repeatedly on this show that the fight's coming to your door. I know most of you are engaged and ready for it, but some watch my show casually or other show once in a while. Maybe you're not in every, you're not what they call in the industry, P1s, like every day. But you probably think, ah, Dan's exaggerating. I'm not worried about the fight in Los Angeles. That's not my fight. Really? Check out this piece from the Daily Signal about George Soros funding district attorney's races all over the place. Remember uh, Kim Gardner, 
the Missouri, the Missouri district attorney who uh, wanted to prosecute the couple that defended their home after BLM broke down the gate to their neighborhood. Remember, that was a George Soros fundee too. Daily Signal. I'm going to look at a date on this because it's important. Dan, why are you putting up a piece from 2019 by Luke Rosiak? Because ladies and gentlemen, this is not a new problem. Article again, be in the show notes, even though it's old because it's worth reading again. Backed by Soros cash, radical district attorneys take control of the D.C. suburbs. You live in Arlington, Fairfax, 30, 40 years ago, relatively conservative areas. Now your district attorney races out there being funded by George Soros, who wants people to not prosecute crimes in your neighborhood so we can replicate the air quote success of the disaster going on in Los Angeles right now and wherever else Soros's people take control of the criminal justice system. You think we're just making this up? Again, what part of it is a conspiracy and what part of it is theoretical? Fair question, correct? It's not a conspiracy. It's out in the open. They're not hiding it. No one's even running from the donations. It's not a theory because it's happening. It's a provable, testable hypothesis. We think George hypothesis, scientific method 101 for liberals, present a hypothesis. Test the hypothesis, confirm the hypothesis, write it up, whatever AP style results, method, summary. You know, if you've ever done experimental work in college and graduate school, you know what I'm talking about. Did George Soros fund district attorney's races? Let's go to district attorney's races and look where the money came from. Some of the money came from Soros and a live thing. We tested it. The results. Yes, that's correct. It is not a theory. Soros funded DAs. Experimental method 101 for liberals, because I know you're pretty dense upstairs. I'm going to get to the bigger picture here, but I want to present part two of the bigger picture scenario. So Tucker focused on the DA races and he, Tucker knows all about this stuff, but it, you know, he's limited in time. The show with commercials, probably 45 minutes. I have more time. I can do what I want. I can go over. I don't have to hit marks. I can do my sponsors whenever I want. There's a part two to this. Look at this Ballotpedia article. They cover elections intimately. Ballotpedia, liberals, ballots, you know, elections. That's all they do. This is from Ballotpedia, not really a hyper-partisan site. They were talking about this thing, this weird thing called the Secretary of State Project. What the hell is that? Well, it was an effort by these liberal groups to get secretaries of state elected. You mean secretary of state like... Uh, what, John Kerry? No, no, no. I mean secretaries of state within the states. Why would they? Why would George Soros and liberal money care about that? Well, because who confirms and signs off on a lot of these election results? Oh, secretary of states within a state. Oh my gosh, that would be a pretty powerful position, right? Well, let's look at the bottom half of this Ballotpedia screenshot here. So the Secretary of State project originated due to the culmination of frustration, anger, bitterness, and overall resentment Democrats felt towards Republicans in the wake of the George W. Bush re-election in 2004. Interesting. Still plagued with memories of Catherine Harris in Florida, uh, Catherine Harris, excuse me, uh, in Florida from 2000's presidential election, you know, the Bush v. Gore Supreme Court uh, thing. Democrats placed the blame for Senator John Kerry's loss squarely on the head of former Ohio Secretary of State Kenneth Blackwell who ruled that provisional ballots in the state would not be counted if they were submitted to the wrong precinct. Who is one of the funders of this group? Wouldn't it be crazy if the Secretary of State Project was funded by a group associated with George Soros? Wouldn't that be weird? Hold your shock, Joe. 
I have nitric oxide uh-huh. pills right here. Not kidding. I take them every month. They're amazing. You may want one of those. Open up the vascular feeding into the heart so we don't have a coronary episode during the show. I know you're stunned. I am. So why would Soros and his money care about local district attorneys' races? And why would he care about Secretary of State? The conservatives listening and libertarians, because you're smart, are already figuring this out. The liberals are pretty dense. They're like, I don't get it. It sounds like a conspiracy there because that's all they have. What two things, if you're Soros and your money and your groups, do you get to control if you control the Secretary of State office and local district attorneys? Think about it. Think it through. Come on, libs. You can figure it out. You're not that stupid. Well, by getting local district attorneys elected who are not going to enforce crime like Antifa beating the out of people in the street, I'm buzzing myself here. And BLM beating the out of people in the street, like my wife and I nearly came into after that episode. What better way to allow your Democrat Party shock troops to go and intimidate people, intimidate people into silence, not voting, and keeping quiet, than to actually go in the street and beat the out of them? Sadly, Joseph, and I mean sadly, not a joke. Not funny time. Tragically, this has been a tactic emulated by tyrants only throughout human history. Mm -hmm. Mussolini's black shirts, brown shirts, shirts all over the place that beat the living out of people to shut them up. What better way to take power than to beat it into people when you're a liberal tyrant? That's the way they see the world. Sane, rational people like conservatives who believe in big R, God-given rights, believe in big R, God-given rights for everyone. So beating the out of them is not an option, thankfully. We have an emergency break in our behavior. Liberals do not. Not all of them, but the radical ones, most certainly. And definitely not fascist Antifa and racist Marxist BLM. So what better way to allow your shirts crowd to go out there and beat people than to get DAs on board who will do absolutely nothing about it? Wow. Sounds like a conspiracy theory. Sounds like a fact. They're actually not prosecuting Antifa and BLM people doing this stuff in a lot of these jurisdictions. As a matter of fact, in Missouri, where the McCloskeys dared to defend their own home against BLM protesters who ripped down the gate to their private street and were threatening them, you may say, gosh, they must have gotten prosecuted, BLM. No, no, they were let go and the McCloskeys were prosecuted. Sounds like a great plan. How is that a conspiracy theory too? Did that not happen? Am I misremembering history? Just checking, Joe, that did happen, right? Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Just checking. Mm -hmm. So Soros strategy number one. Best to control the streets. How do you control the streets? Unleash your crowd of thugs and get nobody to prosecute them. I can hear the liberals screaming already. You can't talk about Soros that way. We will talk about whatever we want. 
You want to put your name in politics and associate you with causes, associate yourself and your money? We are a political show that will cover it. You can take your faux protestations and ram them right up your caboose. I care this much, which is a zero for the audio listeners. So what's part two? First, control the streets. Second, control what? Elections, right? What better way to do that than to go to secretaries of state that generally sign off on elections? Sounds like a genius plan. Mm -hmm. Streets and elections. What, what else is left? It's the old Soviet statement, right? It's not who votes, it's who counts the votes. <laughs> you think this is all by accident? There's more on Soros. I got, I know I just gave you part one and two, why DAs and why secretaries of state matter, control the streets, control the elections. But there's a part three to this too. Excuse me. There is a critical part three. Soros just isn't interested in controlling the streets and elections. But also interested in abusing tools of so-called democracy to make sure that any of his rivals are silenced. Oh, I covered this in my book in depth. Some of you already know this, but I'm going to go through it again. Hopefully be short enough that I can get the rest of the content. I'm not sure because I got some really, really good stuff coming up. All right, let me get to my third sponsor today. You know them. You hear them every day on my show. I use them in the beginning because I use their products and I love them. ExpressVPN. Folks, you know my battle with big tech through Parler and Rumble and getting away from these platforms like Twitter, which literally mine and sell your data. We don't do that at Parler. That's why I got involved with them financially. I don't want my data for sale and you shouldn't either. You don't like people eavesdropping on private conversations at home, right? What about an idea that a single company controls 90% of internet searches, runs your email service, and gets to track everything you do on your smartphone? How does that make you feel? I'll tell you how it makes me feel. Not good. Big tech is more powerful than most countries are. That's a fact. And they profit by exploiting your personal data. Put a layer of protection now. Don't wait between your online activity and these tech juggernauts. That's why we use exclusively ExpressVPN. How much of your life is on the internet? You all know it. Every site you visit, video you watch, or message you send is tracked in data mine. Did you know that? When you run ExpressVPN on your device, the software hides your IP address, something big tech can use to personally identify you. ExpressVPN makes your activity harder to trace and sell to advertisers. ExpressVPN also encrypts 100% of your internet data to, compete you, to, to make you safe from hackers and eavesdroppers on your network does all the work without slowing your connection. That's why it's rated the number one VPN service by CNET and Wired. And it's what I use right here and love. I use a router too. ExpressVPN is easy to use. Download the app on your phone or computer, tap one button and you are protected. Stop handing over your personal data to big tech, letting them sell it and mine it. Protect yourself with the VPN I trust to keep me safe online. You hear them at the beginning of every show. Go to expressvpn.com slash Bongino. That's expressvpn.com slash Bongino. Get three extra months free today. Go to expressvpn.com slash Bongino right now to learn more. Don't wait another second. This is critical. Okay. So let me get to uh, part two now of this Soros thing. It's not just that he wants to control the streets and elections. He has also associated himself with figures and organizations deeply embedded in hoaxes in hoaxes that have basically destroyed the United States' bureaucracy and empowered the swamp. 
Well, what hoaxes am I talking about? Well, what if I told you that Soros groups were associated with figures deeply embedded in the Ukraine impeachment hoax and deeply embedded in the collusion hoax as well? I still got the ad up there, by the way, just so you know. <laughs> we got this new system. <laughs> this is this is a trip, y'all. So Paula used to have to walk over and tap a button, but thanks to you, the new system is just like a remote and like it's thrown the whole thing out of whack. There we go. It, so not that he doesn't just want to control elections in the streets. He wants to control his business opponents to using our swamp. Weird, right? Dan, surely you have evidence for that. I got a lot of evidence just from prior reporting alone. You be the judge. Remember this old piece by John Solomon? Again, this will be in our show notes. I encourage you. These are older pieces, but they're evergreen again. Worth your time. I have them listed as Solomon's Article 1, 2, and 3. They'll be in that order. I want you to read them, please. Bongino.com slash newsletters. How you access the show notes. Here's some weird Soros. Remember this article, The Hill, by John Solomon? The U.S. Embassy pressed Ukraine. It's the embassy, our embassy in Ukraine. Pressed Ukraine to drop probe of George Soros group during the 2016 election. Wow. So a George Soros group, from what I'm getting, was up to some stuff. The U.S. Embassy was investigating it, the Soros-associated group, and people were pressing the Ukrainian government to stop investigating. That sounds kind of weird, right? What were we doing involving ourselves? Just checking, Joe, in Ukrainian affairs like that at the law enforcement level. Sounds like some kind of collusion stuff. (laughs) Uh, Who knows? Let's go to the Solomon piece. Uh, screenshot number one. Remember the big thing here. He's trying to use our DOJ, and I'll, I'll put this all together in a neat little bow, to prosecute his opponents. Check this out. But importantly, first, not to prosecute his groups. So this Ukrainian prosecutor, Lysenko told, Lysenko, told Solomon he was stunned when our ambassador gave the Ukrainian prosecutor a list of people whom he should not prosecute. The list included a founder of this group called Ant AC. It was a group of two members of parliament, one of them notably involved in the whole pee-pee hoax thing and collusion stuff, who vocally supported the group's anti-corruption reform agenda, according to a source familiar with it. It turns out that the group Ukrainian law enforcement was probing, shocker, get ready, folks, was co-funded by the Obama administration and liberal mega donor who? George Soros. Here he goes again. And conveniently, Joe, the group that the Obama administration did not want prosecuted in the UK that was associated with this Soros, uh, and it was associated with Soros and the Obama administration. What else was that group doing? No possible way that group was involved in the whole Spygate hoax and others. Oh, here it goes. And it was collaborating with FBI agents, the group investigating Trump campaign manager, Paul Manafort's business activities with pro-Russian figures in Ukraine. Wow. <sighs> What a big quinky dink, as we say on this show often. So a Ukrainian prosecutor looking into a Soros-associated group was given a list of people not to prosecute. The group was on it. In other words, don't touch these guys. Their hands off. This is our ambassador, excuse me, our ambassadorial staff in Ukraine is giving the Ukrainian prosecutor a list. Don't touch these people. Their hands off. And one of them happens to be a group associated with Soros that's also investigating the Trump campaign? (laughs) Nothing to see here, folks. Don't worry. Part two of this first John Solomon piece. There are three pieces here. Wouldn't it be really weird if the FBI then 
that started looking into the Trump campaign and Manafort, a case that had already been dismissed years ago. And one of the people involved in the case was also retired later, the FBI agents, and then went to work for one of Soros's groups. <laughs> this can't pop. Let me just read. It's <laughs> crazy. One attendee at one of these Soros conferences was Karen Greenaway, then the FBI supervisor in charge of international fraud cases and one of the lead agents in the Manafort investigation in Ukraine. Huh? She attended multiple events and won glowing praise from Aunt AC, their executive director. That's going to be important in a minute, too. In one event during 2016, Greenaway and Ambassador Yovanovitch, remember Marie Yovanovitch, participated a long time Aunt AC's executive director, Daria Kalaniuk, Kalaniuk, and Lutsenko was present. The message was clear. The embassy supports Aunt AC. So let me just get this straight here because I may be missing something. An FBI agent, according to Solomon, involved in the investigation of the Trump campaign, is invited to this Soros, Soros group's soirees. She then leaves to go work for this one of these Soros groups, sits on their board. She gets praise from a woman who's the executive director of the group, Daria Kalaniuk, who, by the way, shows up at the White House as this whole Spygate thing is going on. Not a joke. And who is, who is one of the people associated with the meeting she shows up at? The fake whistleblower from the Ukraine case. Weird. Weird. It's a conspiracy theory. It's not a, it may be a conspiracy, unlike the other one, because this one was hidden. But it's definitely not a theory. You can check the White House visitor logs. As far as I know, none of these facts have been disputed. If Ms. Greenway has something to say, we'll happily accept their statement on the show. I've not seen this reporting refuted. I'm just repeating to you what's in the article. Here's the third takeaway from John Solomon piece number one. This is just fantastic and gets to my initial opening, how Soros was clearly abusing his influence with the uh, and his groups with the FBI and others to get political opponents and business opponents put on the sideline. Red penalty from under the hood for review here. There was a memo that included a chart of Ukrainians the Soros team wanted to have pursued. So just to be clear, leave this up. Not only is the Ukrainian, our staff in Ukraine, telling the Ukrainian government not to prosecute allies of Soros, apparently there's another memo including charts of people who should be prosecuted. The Soros team wanted to have these people pursued, including some with ties to Manafort. You know, Trump's guy. <laughs> this is unreal. Unbelievable. Senior U.S. law enforcement officials confirmed to Solomon that the early kleptocracy collaborations inside Ukraine led to highly visible U.S. sanctions against the oligarch Dmitry Firtash, a major target of the Soros group and Manafort. Furtash is now represented by Lanny Davis, former Hillary lawyer and former U.S. attorney Dan Webb. So not only is the U.S. government in Ukraine saying don't prosecute Soros. And matter of fact, one of the FBI people involved with the group they're talking about here later goes on to work with Soros while the executive director of the group goes to the White House in a meeting where the fake whistleblower is involved. Nothing to see here, folks. But there's also a 
prosecute list? Like, hey, you better go after these people. Soros's group wanted his business rival, Furtash, targeted too. Not just his political opponents like Manafort and Trump. I'm going to get to the second part of this. Two, there's two more articles here. They're really important. I just have to take one last break here. And if I may, folks, can I engage in a shameless plug? By the way, thanks to my publisher who always sends these cool plaques. I don't even know if this will fit. He said this. Yeah, it's really nice of him. So follow the money. We rocked it. Thanks to you. Uh, we were three on Amazon, eight on Wall Street Journal. You can see the rest, whatever. Cool. But thank you. Thank you to Anthony from Post Hill for sending that. But this Soros stuff is covered in intimate detail in Follow the Money. Please pick it up. Cool gift for the holidays. Read it, please. You can read any chapter you want. It's not told in narrative form. Each chapter stands on its own. Please read this chapter. It is in Follow the Money, available on Barnes & Noble, Amazon bookstores everywhere. Please check it out. It, there's really hardcore details you need to see in there. All right, our last sponsor today, our friends at We the People. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're one of the millions who've exercised their Second Amendment rights this year, give yourself or someone special a perfect accessory to go with the perfect firearm. Give an American-made holster from We the People holsters. Here's mine right here. This is literally a We the People holster. It has the Constitution front right on it right there. It's mine. It's for my Glock 43. Precision fit. You see that? Starting at just $40, We the People holsters are custom molded. Not one of those one-size-fits-all garbage inside the waistband holsters where everything falls out. They're custom molded to fit your exact firearm. They have thousands of options, an amazing selection of printed holsters. Their proprietary clip design allows you to easily adjust the cant and the ride right there so it's not uncomfortable. It's secure at all times as well. Go to wethepeopleholsters.com slash Dan. While you're there, check out their premium printed hoodies and their really cool long sleeve shirts, tumblers, and other patriotic gear that make great gifts for yourself or the 2A enthusiasts in your life. One-stop shopping right there. Check it out. Every holster ships free and comes with a lifetime guarantee. If it's not a perfect fit, Send it back for a full refund. Go to wethepeopleholsters.com slash Dan. Here it is. Get another $10 off. We love offer codes. I know I do. Used one yesterday. $10 off with offer code Dan by going to wethepeopleholsters.com slash Dan. Wethepeopleholsters.com slash Dan. Use offer code Dan for $10 off. All right. So not only source want to control the streets, control the elections, and control our swamp, to target his political opponents and business opponents. But here's the business opponent thing that should make you all go, huh? Here's article number two from Solomon. Again, be in the show notes, check it out. It's worth your time. Paints the whole picture Tucker was trying to paint last night about why George Soros cares so much about what happens with our swamp, our DAs, and our secretaries of state. This piece is another gem. George Soros' secret 2016 access to state exposes big money hypocrisy of Democrats. From the piece. Amazing how if you're a business opponent of Soros, you become the target of the Department of Justice while Soros's group seems to get a pass. Really strange. It says, quote, but in Ukraine, some targets had political and business implications as well. For example, one DOJ investigation in 2014 targeted Ukrainian oligarch Dmitry Firtash. Don't you think it's weird, I'm adding that in, that he and Soros both have significant energy interests in Europe and they have rival plans for liberals, that means they were business opponents, to rebuild Ukraine? After Fertash's indictment, Soros's business announced plans to invest $1 billion in Ukraine. Oh, gosh. Again, what a big coincidence. 
Since then, significant problems have arisen with the DOJ's case thwarting efforts to extradite Furtash to the U.S. for trial. This is like, this is like the trifecta. Control the streets, control the elections, actually the quadrifecta. Control your business opponents like Trump by, you know, helping contribute to the whole Spygate impeachment debacle. People working for your foundations, headed to the White House, meetings, whistleblowers involved, all that other whistleblowers. But control your business rivals too for billion dollar deals? What an arrangement. You can't talk about this. Okay, well, maybe we'll talk about it again tomorrow just to piss you off. There's one more angle here. You may say, well, how does all this associate? You mentioned the impeachment hoax. How Soros's executive director of his group meets at the White House in a meeting the whistleblowers involved in. I'm sure nothing was exchanged there information-wise. But what about the Spygate hoax? Wouldn't it be really, really weird? Because I've said so many weirds, like we're running out of weirds. Yeah. This is really, really, really weird. If Andrew Weissman, who was Bob Mueller's lieutenant, if one of his first meetings to dig and get information for the Spygate thing was with George Soros's guy they were trying to prosecute, Fertess, that would be crazy. So let's go to John Solomon's third piece. Again, in the show notes for you to take a, take a gander at. Really dramatic. Flip over. I ripped the page. Look at that. Too dramatic. We got it down <laughs> on the dramatic scale today. Don't want to rip the... How Mueller deputy Andrew Weissman's offer to an oligarch could boomerang on DAJ, on DOJ. Really nuts if that was Dimitri Fertash, right? From the reporting again, and of course, liberals will continue to say, it's a conspiracy theory. Check it out. The ink was still drying on Mueller's appointment when Andrew Weissman made a bold but secret, why'd they keep it secret, overture in early June of 2017. Weissman quietly reached out to the American lawyers for Ukrainian oligarch Dmitry Fertash with a tempting offer. <laughs> this is hilarious. Hilarious in its tragedy. Give us some dirt on Donald Trump, they said to Fertash in the Russia's case, and Team Mueller might make his 2014 criminal charges go away. Awfully convenient that that guy was a Soros business rival. DOJ, like, hey, man, we got these criminal charges. You know, you may want to fess up now. Control elections, control the streets, control your political opponents, control the swamp, control your business opponent too. The quintifecta. All right, I know it's 59 minutes, but i sorry. I have to cover a couple more because there's really important stuff going on now. This is really disappointing because I really want to get to this Wall Street Journal article. All right, let me get to this first because this is important. We're just gonna, we'll leave it here, but I, I flipped the page and ripped it dramatically. I have to peacefully put it because I, I actually have my third story on this page. It's a whole rip for I know. I do it to Paul Paula every time. I'm always going out of order. Ladies and gentlemen, I told you, uh, moving on now. You know, in TV, you get commercials. So you come back and it's different. Not here. I have to move on. I told you yesterday that now that we've had Operation Warp Speed, and regardless of your feelings about vaccines, I respect people's opinions. You have your own and that's fine. But there is no question that Operation Warp Speed, thank you to the private companies that did it, 
And thank you for President Trump for getting the government out of the way. Because I did get an email yesterday. Dan, you were bashing government's involvement in anything, yet government ran Operation Warp Speed. No, no, that you're reading that totally wrong. President Trump, what he did through Operation Warp Speed was get the government out of the way and stop the bureaucratic hurdles to a vaccine. Does everybody get that? Yes, there were taxpayer dollars. And in the general welfare clause of the Constitution, I believe that does apply, to be fair to both sides. But it was not a government operation, warp speed. It was a government initiative by Trump to get the government out of the way. Hat tip to Donald Trump for being the first person to figure that out. Hey, Joe, I've got a crazy idea. If Hmm. we let Pfizer and Moderna do their thing without government bureaucrats sniffing their necks every five minutes and breathing down their, uh, what are you doing? Maybe they'll get it done quicker. Crazy idea, right, Joe? Crazy. Don't know about that. Well, (laughs) Trump was the first person (laughs) to apparently think of this. And that's why you have a vaccine in literally record time, not figuratively. Thank you, President Trump. Again, you have your own opinions on vaccines. Get it. You're all smart adults. You can figure it out. But I told you with the vaccine that the goalposts were now going to move. Why? Because there's nothing liberals like more than being tyrants and being in control. And the ability to shut down unfavored places and conservative portions of their district and shut down disfavored businesses by edicts like, we're shutting the restaurant business down because 1% of infections are there. What? We're shutting it down because I said so. They're never going to give that up. So I told you yesterday, even with the vaccine, not coming, it's here now. The goalposts were going to move. Here's the first photo from the New York Times. Already, already, the goalposts moving already. Look at this headline from the Times. Here's why vaccinated people still need to wear a mask. Here we go, folks. Here we go. I Can we see the science on this first? Because this sounds a little strange. Either the vaccine works or it doesn't, right? We're not sure. Vaccinated people can still be spreaders. Can they? Is there hard data on that? Because that's a pretty profound thing to force the entire population of the United States to put a mask on if we're not sure of the science. Let's hear what the science has to say. I'm willing to hear it out. We don't promote disinformation on the channel, but can we get the science first? So weirdly enough, Joe, Joe already knows. Yeah, he cut this clip. You nailed it. Here is a guy on some medical expert on MSNBC. I always pretend like Joe hasn't seen it. The other stuff here, the video he has. Here's a medical expert on MSNBC who admits at the end he doesn't know this, but just throws it out there anyway that even after we have a vaccine, we, you know, this tyranny has to continue. Check this out. We don't know if just getting the vaccination prevents serious illness or does it also prevent you from getting infection? Um, entirely, meaning you can still get infected with the virus potentially and pass it on to others. So really, really critical. Don't let your guard down just because you got vaccinated. You still might be able to get right. infected with the virus and pass it on others. So please keep that in mind. Uh, did you catch the opening part of that? He comes out and says, we don't know. Well, if we don't know, can we look into it? Listen, folks, I get it. You guys want to take and ladies out there want to take some just smart common sense measures, wash your hands, you know, keep your distance while we figure out the vaccine, the science, how it works. If there are any downsides we didn't detect yet, totally understandable. You can't believe in the scientific method only when it proves you right. And then when it proves you wrong, you're like, nah, nah, science, no good. But he just admitted his words, not mine. He doesn't know. So can we know? Can we just know before we put out this kind of stuff? Can we check that out? I'm just asking. 
I told you the goalposts were going to move. Sadly, it only took one day. Let me uh, exit on this note. Folks, I have two close friends I grew up with. One, Jason B. I won't use their last names because, you know, liberals out there go and burn their restaurants down. Um, And another friend, Joe V. V and B. Joe and Jason. You know who you are. Good friends. Lifelong friends. Matter of fact, just ran into one of them not that long ago at a Port St. Lucie Mets game out of nowhere. He was down here visiting, goes to spring training. They both own restaurants. They're dying, folks. They're dying inside. I mean, it. I'm not being dramatic. Their Facebook posts are painful to read. Their communications with me are even more painful. They put their entire lives, sorry, you know, I have thin skin. I get choked up easy. I don't know, whatever. Throw me and John Boehner in the same category, at least in the emotions thing. But these people matter to me. Their families matter to me. Their families are friends with my family. I used to go over Joe's house when I was a kid. Joe's father has worked on this restaurant his entire life. One of my first dates with Paula, remember, was at Joe's restaurant. When the internet, I'm not kidding, I may be aging myself. When the internet first started, Joe V was one of the first people to have Prodigy. Remember Prodigy? And we sat in his basement. I think we were in like sixth grade, maybe seventh. And we were like, oh my gosh, you can get the Yankee scores on a computer? How? How do they know? Joe's like, it's like an interweb thing. They just get it from someplace. We were like, oh my, folks, I know I'm aging myself. Joe, Joe's older than me. Paul is younger. <laughs> But I know Paula being an internet data. This was amazing when the internet first started. Your younger kids right now are like, what do you mean? Like they've only grown up with instant access to information. You wanted the Yankee scores before, Joe. What did you do? You had to wait for the evening news. You had to hear it from a friend. Mm -hmm. But you had to buy a newspaper. That was it, right? There was no other way. There were no skywriters. Joe was like, look at this. And Joe was hilarious. Joe on Prodigy. Joe V would go on his computer. It would take you 20 minutes to download a text page (laughs) that had the Yankee score. And you'd be like, oh my gosh. That was in Joe V's basement. I love Joe V. Joe V and Lisa, his wife, they'd be at the restaurant. They'd come out, give you a big bear hug every time. Welcome you like they hadn't seen you in years. Always gave me discounts despite threatening to never come back if he gave me any more discounts. Told him, you work for a living. You deserve to make your money. doesn't matter I'm your friend. You do that despite the fact him and all you other restaurant owners out there, you patriots, you heroes, you job creators, I don't give a damn about your politics. You work for a living and you deserve it. I'll tell you what, I've never seen people more tired than I saw Joe V when he gave you that bear hug, ever. Because I'd usually go at night with Paula and he'd been working, I don't know, 18-hour days. You know, the white chef's coat on. It's probably his fourth, fifth change of the day. Breadcrumbs all over it for making chicken parm. Guy's eyes sunk in his head, man. Tired. It's a shame. Sorry, I mean, really, I don't mean to get like crazy emotional about it, but watching him and Jason being just bankrupted and their lives just pissed away by bureaucrats who don't give a damn about them. It's just horrible to watch. And from all these people doing it, like these guys and these MSNBC court and other ones who just don't even know. They don't have data. They have nothing to back it up. They've lost in court and they just wipe these people out. Their lives, their kids, 
Joe was just opening up another restaurant. His brother owns one in Syosset. Jason's place in Queens. I grew up with Jason. His place in Queens being shut down. It's a damn shame. I want you to know it all, all. And I really mean, I don't care about your politics. You work for a living and you build your, I don't care who you voted for. I'm just saying, I'm with you. My heart's with you. I really wish some people in the restaurant business who vote liberal would vote smarter, but I still don't want your business taken away. It's a shame. My heart's with you and I'm not going to stop this fight. And I'm thinking about something to do now. I'm thinking about maybe after this whole chemo thing is out when my, I have an actual immune system again. Um, I'm thinking about taking a trip and um, helping them out. And maybe you'd be kind enough to show up. Maybe I'll do a, hey, I got an idea. Maybe we'll do a book signing and we'll give the proceeds to them. How cool would that be? We'll charge like 50 bucks for a book. Grossly overpriced for a reason. <laughs> yeah, and we'll cool. give all the, pro I'll buy the books myself. So all the proceeds go to them. Not just my, all of it. I'll buy them. Be my, my contribution. Wouldn't that be cool? Yeah. I'll see if they're down with it because they may not want their restaurants out there because the liberals may burn them down. But that would be a pretty cool thing. Maybe we can do that. I'll give you a hint. They're up in New York. That's where I grew up. Would you guys do that? Would you show up? Would you help me there and help them? My small contribution? I'll bet we could raise easy $20,000. Easy. Goes a long way. Let me know. Thanks for tuning in. Um, as I always ask at the end of the show, please get your daily news from the BonginoReport.com. BonginoReport.com. Dump Drudge. They dumped you a long time ago. I think we're the best news aggregator out there. BonginoReport.com every morning, bookmark it. And please subscribe to my show on Rumble, our now free speech alternative to YouTube, which is blowing up. Traffic is up 26-fold. Rumble.com slash Bongino. Thanks for tuning in. I really appreciate it. Thanks for your loyalty. And thanks for picking up my book, Follow the Money. Read that Soros chapter. It'll blow you away. See you soon. You just heard Dan Bongino.